Welcome to another episode of Exploring the Seasons of Life, a podcast for women with a big heart on a spiritual journey. My name is Cindy McMillan. Do you ever feel like you're waiting on a permission slip to live the life you want? If you answered yes, then you're in the right spot. Each week, I interview coaches and spiritual explorers from all walks of life about beginnings, endings, and the messy bits in between. Self-love, well-being, and mindset are at the heart of our conversations because once you change the inside, the outside will begin to change as well. In this episode of Exploring the Seasons of Life, we are chatting about things we do without realizing it that block our sexual energy. And my guest is Deanne Rose. Deanne is a pleasure coach, an ecstatic birth doula. She believes in a world where women are connected to their natural rhythms and cycles. She guides women in remembering who they are, reclaiming their power, and rising into the best version of themselves. You're going to love this episode, and I personally can't wait to talk to Deanne. So let's get to it. Welcome to the show, Deanne. I'm so happy you're here. Yes, me too, Cindy. Thank you so much for this invitation. And um, I'm excited to to get chatting and, and share a, a beautiful a beautiful message. I, I really thought it would be a great way to start off our conversation by why is it so important to own and trust our sexual energy? I believe our sexual energy is our life force energy, our creative energy. You can use it for sexual pleasure, um, but you also could use it into, you know, into your tangible day-to-day uh, life and work. So I, I believe that when we can get in tune with this creative sexual energy, that we really truly find our voice. And then we were able to use this voice to out in the world and, and to, to do what we came here to do um, without, without restriction, without abandonment. You know, I don't think most people think of sexual energy as our life force energy, but it only makes perfect sense when you think about that if we're open and we're strong and in our sexual energy, that's just going to contribute to our overall well-being and our creativity, like you were saying. Yes, because um, if, you know, if people are, if they know about the kundalini energy, um, which it's it starts off in in the sacral area, which is an area of our where our sexual organs are, and you know you can do a lot of research and study into the Kundalini awakening, and that's really that life force energy that fills us up, and um, yeah, and but because where it is in in that sacral chakra, it also can stimulate you know, our sexual energy and the creative energy, especially in women, our womb is there. This is where we create not only life, but we can create other things in our, our, our life, our dreams, our desires. Can you talk about your journey? What led you to becoming a women's sexuality coach, a pleasure coach? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> well, we can go back to, I, I had been married for 22 years and just kind of just we were just best friends just kind of lost that that sexual spark and I was like you know it's okay you know I'm in mid-40s I don't really need a lot of sex it's fine 
well, I didn't really know that it was really detrimental to my marriage not to have this connection. And we slowly grew apart. About seven years ago, I went through a divorce. And so I was actually given the spaciousness this time to look at myself and to see where I had lost myself uh, you know, as a mother, as a wife, and as a woman, actually. The first thing I did, I remember, was I I went to Victoria's Secrets and got all new underwear (laughs) that was really sexy. And because I'm like, I'm going to start, I want to own my sexuality and I'm going to start there. And, and, you know, it was really a boost, you know, and I started, you know, maybe doing more things for myself and just following the breadcrumbs, I... um, I got into a sex, love, and relationship year-long coaching with Layla Martin, who I've studied under. And the first six months of that program was a really deep dive. I, you know, I did so much work, work that I had never even thought about doing on myself that was so transforming that I'm like, this, I, this message needs to get out. I need to get this out to all, all women need this, you know, from all different ranges, you know, from 15 to 80, like, once you reclaim this, like I said, this this energy within within ourselves, it's amazing how we can manifest uh, our, our life. And I, I, it was from that I truly understood what this manifestation, you know, was all about. And it's just that mindset as well as feeling it in your body. Can you just talk a, just a little bit more about? our sexual energy and our life force energy and how we lose that spark. Um, I guess that's how I want to phrase that. Yeah. A lot of this is, is science-based and also what some people call woo-woo or spiritual. But it, it's really true that when we are in our, like in our, that reptilian brain, that, that survival brain that most people are living nowadays, um, that the fight, flight, um, freeze response comes comes in, that most people are operating from that brain. And that brain is definitely a, a shutdown to sexual energy, creative energy, because we're just trying to survive. So being in that type of brain, having a lifestyle that where you're operating from this fight, flight, freeze mode all the time, it diminishes this life force energy within ourselves. So it's, you know, it bringing back more spaciousness into your life, changing things in your life that can back, bring you more energy, um, get you out of that, that brain state into more of an, an executive brain where you're more connected to your intuition and, you know, are able to respond instead of react and you'll start feeling this life force energy coming back into you. Yeah, that all makes perfect sense because it's in our modern world, and I'm doing a self-care series right now, which this episode is part mm-hmm. of, is, you know, and, and when we're living in this modern world and it's so busy and it's so fast-paced, we can forget pleasure. Mm-hmm. We can forget mm-hmm. all that because right. we're just so busy just like you said, living, you know, going through our day. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I actually, I, I would challenge, like, I don't think we're actually living or we're, we're just surviving. You know, we're truly not living life because life is pleasure. <laughs> life is, brings joy if we're really, truly living our life. Mm, thanks for saying that. That's beautiful. 
Well, I'm going to go ahead and go into like my favorite question, and that is, what does exploring the seasons of life mean to you personally or in your business? Mm. Well, when I look at the seasons of life, uh, just the word seasons, I look at the, you know, fall, winter, spring, and summer, and how each one has their own purpose, and you need all of them in order to have balance and sustainability. So I see that it really does relate both personally and to business because we need that we need that winter that time to to go within to slow down a little bit. And you know sometimes that and I think in our um, especially as women, we also have all these seasons. We go through these seasons, you know, every month, sometimes with our cycles, you know, and when you're on your cycle, it's kind of like the winter time where to go more inward. And, um, you know, and then, then the spring is the creativity. It's the things are, you know, seeds are planted in the fall and now you start to see the the blossomings. And I see that, you know, in, in, in business, you know, it takes time to you know, plant seeds of, you know, what you want to create in your business. And it, you know, you have to be patient, but then you start seeing the little sprouts come and you water it and you put your energy toward it. So I, that's how I look at that. And, and we need to be present in each, in each stage of that, um, both in our life and in our business. I love that you mentioned that we need each season to stay in balance because it would be hard to be in one season all the time. Yes, absolutely. And, and, and I think, you know, we we don't give ourselves permission to to fluctuate, you know, um, you know, especially if you're like, you know, if you're building a business, you always want to be in that creative mode and do, do, do. But then what that's you need to replenish your energy. It's like I, I just I have a huge tree out in my backyard that I meditate on it at and it's just a beautiful reminder of these seasons. You know, in the winter there's there's no leaves on it, but there's it's still alive. There's activity in there, even though it's it's dormant. There's still some things moving in there, um, but it needs that rest in order for those blossoms to come out in the springtime and for it to grow. Because if it doesn't get its leaves, it can't get the oxygen to grow anymore, right? So that's kind of what we need. We need that time so we can sprout our leaves to get our oxygen to get us forward through life. You know... Talking about when you're building a business, how you always want to be go, go, go. And I found myself in that mode and I had to take a step back. And that's really one of the things that this self-care series mm, yeah. is all about. That came to me because I needed it. <laughs> yes, yes, you definitely do. Absolutely. So Deanne, what are four self-care practices to strengthen our sexual energy, our life force energy? Yeah, so I was thinking about those, and <clears throat> actually, I have um, a really beautiful video that I I I give. Um, if you go to my website, you can click on it, and it, and, it, and you can get access to it. Um, and in there, I what I've have found for myself personally, and with the clients that I work with, with my women is is breast massage. Um, even if it's just over your clothes, just getting more in tuned with as this is the area, the breasts for women as in Tantra, this is where we, we give out. This is our positive 
um, polarity point. This is where we give from. So we need to nourish this area. So it's not always giving, giving, we need to actually give back and give it self love. And so I love that practice. Um, I love the practices of, of just breath, breath work. There's so many different types of breath work to do. And, and, you know, there's more stimulating ones, depending on that what you need, or if you just need those like deep grounding breaths and taking time to do that, just kind of getting back into the body that that gets us out of that, that reptilian brain, it gets us out of that, um, that heightened nervous system. Um, another one um, for me is, um, is dance. I love to dance. And I remember years ago thinking, oh, you know, when, when I come back in another life, I, I want to be a dancer. And there was like a little voice inside of my head said, well, just start dancing now. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> I will. And, and it's just so freeing. That's what I do every morning. And, you know, sometimes it's a nice, slow, very, you know, spiritual song. And other times it's, you know, Cindy Lauper, you know, girls want to have fun, like whatever's coming up. So that really gets that sexual life force energy moving through. Um, so breath and dance and, um, and meditation also, um, meditation is, is good. It's, it, it, it grounds us, but it, it, the main point of meditation is actually to kind of go up. So it's not a very embodying exercise, but it, it helps us to, to, um, start to, uh, you know, get more present in our life. Um, so, but people who tend to meditate a lot, kind of are out of their bodies. So like dancing and breath will start bringing you back into your bodies. Um, and I actually, I printed out this quote uh, and this covers all, this is, um, I, I love this quote. I have it on my email and it says, um, in many shamanic societies, excuse me, if you came to a medicine person complaining of being disheartened, dispirited or depressed, they would ask you one of the four questions. When did you stop dancing? When did you stop singing? When did you stop being enchanted by stories? And when did you stop being comforted by the sweet territory of silence? Mm. So I think way back when they had the answers to when you lost your life force energy, dance, sing, take that time, inner silence and community and tell stories with other um, members in your, in your tribe. <laughs> that that quote kind of sums up everything, doesn't it? <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> I love all those tips. And I was going to ask you, if you were going to massage your breast mm -hmm. and you didn't have your clothes on, is there a type of oil that somebody should be using or should be staying away from one or the oh, other? Yeah, no. I mean, this is the place where you could really do a lot of experimenting. I like using coconut oil. Sometimes it's just coconut oil. Um, if I have time, I'll add some essential oils. Some essential oils that are really good for, for women um, is geranium, clary sage. I like Douglas fir because that's a very grounding. Um, but those other two ones I mentioned are good for hormone hormone balancing. Um, yeah, just any any scent that, you know, might, that, that lifts you up. You know, um, and 
it's actually good sometimes to use a an oil that when you're doing your breast massage that then you could also bring into when you do have you go into you know sexual union you can maybe diffuse that or maybe you put that on your partner so, so you have this you um you know you assimilate that that pleasure of that breast massage to you know the sexual union to your partner and and just kind of stimulates your sexual energy Thanks for that extra tip. Yeah, because I, I love essential oils. And, and so we can see each other, but people can't see us. But you can see my essential oils in the back. Oh, yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> what are things, and this could be around self-limiting beliefs, that block our sexual energy? I mean, we may think we've got it going on, but really there's something blocking us that sometimes we're not aware of. Yes. And some reflection questions, especially for people who like to journal, is, and this I work with my women sometimes with creating a, um, you know, what is your sexual story? You know, what what did you grow up believing about sex? Um, you know, especially like when I work with new moms, you know, what is, what is your sexual story about, you know, what a mother should be? And, you know, it's, it's getting clear with that because when we can get it out in paper, or even sometimes I like using a voice memo with just hearing my voice say something, we can reread it or we listen and like, and see if this is really still true for us, or if it's just these old belief systems that, you know, we've hung on to, we were gifted, um, in parentheses, gifted by our, by our parents and, and our culture, um, and so, but is that really true for what we, we know about ourselves now and what can we, so how can we rewrite this story? And when we start just doing those inquiries, we can, we can, we can look at, oh, these are some limiting beliefs that I had about this, but I, I really don't truly believe that I actually believe this. And, and then how is what kind of story going forward are you going to put toward your sexuality and how you're showing up? That is a great tip because somebody, and I'm just talking out loud here, but somebody could have a sex, I mean, a, a self-limiting belief that sex is bad. Mm-hmm. You know, a, a once you become a mother, you shouldn't enjoy pleasure, you know? Right. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah, exactly. Exactly. And, I mean, I think it's very few people who actually had a very healthy sex education when they were growing up. Uh, um, me personally, it was just like, oh, just figure it out on your own. <laughs> um, you know, talk to your friends, which, you know, how that always goes. But uh, <laughs> so we have to, we have to go back and, you know, I mean, a, a lot of you know, a lot of women um, have a lot of shame around their bodies. You know, we've, you know, right, you know, a lot of women, I'll speak personally, you know, when I first got my period, you know, it wasn't considered, you know, it's like, you have to keep it, keep clean. And, you know, you don't, I remember being, I was like, I was very early on, I was 11 years old when I got my period. And I remember being up the street with my bike, and I was playing with a friend, and it happened to be a boy. And, you know, I came back home and I had some spotting on my underwear and I asked my mom, she's like, oh, you, you got your period now. She's like, can't play with that boy anymore. I'm like, why? 
<laughs> you know, like, you know, now you can get pregnant. I'm like, what? Like, <laughs> you know, so there's like almost like the shame of like, oh my gosh, you know, like I have, like, I didn't look at my menstrual cycle as a gift or this really beautiful, uh, you know, um, opportunity for creation or right? I'm like, and now I looked at it as almost like a curse, like, oh my God, I can't play with my friend anymore. So yeah, you know, there's millions of, you know, beliefs that we've got handed down to us that, that inhibit us really opening up fully to our sexuality and, and, and our pleasure. What do you have to say or, or, or a tip around someone who's postmenopausal? Mm. Um, well, that's me. So <laughs> I actually feel like this is like the best part of stage of my life ever. What has helped me, because there's, you know, sometimes postmenopausal women can have, you know, vaginal dryness, um, lack of libido. So um, again, coconut oil is, I, that's I use as a lubricant because it's, unless you have an allergy, of course, to nuts, you don't want to use that, but you know, it, it's, it's just very pure, pure. But what, is, what has helped me is I, I use what is called a jade egg. It's like a, a, a gym for my vagina. Um, so it, I use it to create, to create strength, to actually release tension and also to give more um, feeling and sensation in my vagina, which makes it more supple, you know. So, you know, personally, I was come. I got started my um, going into menopause when I was I was still married. I was kind. Of, I was early, but I was so shut down that I had more menopausal symptoms. You know, the hot flashes. Um, I was losing my hair. Like it just. But when I started connecting more to my sexuality and, and nourishing my, my vagina and the muscles in there, it, it, it turned it on again. It, was, it, was, it got healthier. So it started responding in a more healthy way. So um, that's what I would encourage you know, women in postmenopausal is if you know, you've kind of been shut down in that area, um, start doing more of self-pleasure stuff for yourself to ignite it's basically, you want to get that pilot light back on and then it'll, it'll, you know, your body will start doing what it's supposed to do for you because your best, actually your best sex can be in your postmenopausal years. There's a lot of freedom there, right? There's no, you don't have to get, you're not going to get pregnant anymore. There's so much freedom. So let's in, do what we can to enjoy that. Yeah, Deanne, I'll have to have you on, because I'm sure this could be a total different episode, but all around jade eggs. Mm -hmm. I think that would be a really interesting conversation. Sure. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I love when I read things that make me think and make me stop. And you had an Instagram post that said the vagina and the throat are both pathways into the body from the outside world and instruments of self-expression in relationships. Can you elaborate on that a little bit? Because I found that really intriguing. Yeah, it's absolutely fascinating. And this is going back to, to science now as, and, and also bringing in energetic energy as well. But so when we, uh, we were in an embryonic state, the throat and the vagina were one. And then they slowly started moving apart. 
So they're, they were physically connected and now, you know, then now we're energetically connected. And when you look at, you know, the throat, and if you had a picture of the, the vagina, it's, it's basically the same looking tube, right? Almost. Um, the, and the, the cervix is, I believe, a Latin word for neck. So we have it here in our neck. And if you, you can do some research again, like on, on the on the vagus nerve, this is also um, is this part of, of the connection with the with the throat and the vagina. But when <clears throat> we open up our jaw, our pelvic floor relaxes. And it's also connected with the breath. Again, this could be a whole other episode. Um, so that's that's the the connection between the the throat and the vagina. When a woman can open up her throat to sound to speak her truth, she opens up her vagina to receive the sexual energy coming in. And the other way around, when you do your sexual, um, you know, work. Again, using the jade egg, you're opening and, and, and strengthening and doing all beautiful things down for your pelvic floor and vagina. Your throat will naturally open up more and you will start speaking your truth more. You're coming more into who you are. So it's, it's, a, it's a, such a beautiful correlation. And there's, there's, a lot, there's a lot of research on this, which I, I find very fascinating. And, and, and so, yeah, they are both pathways to the inside outside world, you know, that's how we speak. That's how we eat, you know, our vagina, you know, we, we, we take in, you know, the penis, this is how we, you know, we give birth through a baby. Like there's a, so much connection between these two areas, um, especially in women's and women's bodies. I had, I had never thought about the connection and that I'm going to say, Deanna is, and I've said this on another podcast, but that's what I love about this podcast and meeting women who, you know, are doing different things and and studying different things that I may be um, studying to learn different things. Yeah. <laughs> Love it. What is the biggest surprise you've had in the last few months, and why? Actually, one of the biggest surprises was um, my my newly adopted dog. I got from the shelter. I thought he was neutered, but he wasn't. So. <laughs> That was a surprise. Um, gosh, life life actually surprises me every day. I do get surprised still now when women they 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 don't know what is really truly available for them sexually, and they've they settle for what's just comfortable. And because they don't have the guidance or the support to maybe dig a little bit deeper um, and to truly find out what what really makes them happy, like that, that, that women are still not giving them permission to just truly own their pleasure. Deanne, do you think that could be that people are afraid of rejection or judgment if they start expressing or talking about their sexuality? Um, yes, yes. And again, that's, that's another belief we hold, right, that we can't talk about that. And yeah, and I think, you know, it's, it's, you know, it's podcasts like you're doing, and that that help 
just bring more awareness that there there's other ways, other ways to be. There's, you know, other things to look at. Um, and I think that's that's the beauty of, of of growth. You know, just keeping an open mind that, you know, you could have a great sex life. That I'm not saying people don't. Always be curious on how can it be better. <laughs> You know, just like I think, just like life in general. You know, we we are we can be content with what we have, where we live. But I think there's always that it's that humanness is like you know, and there's what else can be better because we I think we always want to grow and strive for something you know better for ourselves. And that's not to say that a, a couple has to run out and get a divorce. That mm-hmm. is saying that if you work together on what you both like, what, like you were just saying, talk about how can we make our life one, our sexual life Mm -hmm. two better. Yes. Yes. And, and it is, it comes down to communication and I, I could totally, you know, talking with about couples is like, I could totally resonate with, you know, especially if it's gone on for a long time, if you've hadn't had sex, you know, how do, how do I bring this up? How do I even talk about this? It just feels weird now. Um, but it's those uncomfortable things that we need to do that allow that growth to happen. And like you said, like, it doesn't have to end in, in a divorce. You know, sometimes it does if you're just not compatible anymore. But I think most of the time when there's communication because if you're feeling this way, your partner's probably also feeling this way. So who's going to have enough courage to bring this up? And, and you know, how, how can we address this? Yeah, I, I, that was perfectly put. Who's going to have enough courage to bring this up? Now, if you could turn back time and talk to your 18-year-old self, what would you thank her for? Hmm. I would thank her for her, wow, I felt so much freedom when I was 18. Like there, there was so much possibility available at that age, you know, there, and there was, I, I remember there was no fear of, of failure. It was just like, I'm going, I'm doing this. This is what I want to do and I'm going to do it. So that's what I want to thank her for was just her fearlessness you know, she, she had, she had self-confidence and um, maybe not a lot of wisdom at that time, but the self-confidence and the courage um, was enough to, to uh, move forward with. Deanne, I have loved this conversation. Can you tell um, our listeners your website, how they can work with you, your social media Sure. Yes. Um, my, my website is uh, deannerose.net. My social media on both Facebook and Instagram is Deanne Rose Coaching. Um, I do have a, a Facebook group called The Unbridled Woman that women can join. I have online monthly online circles there um, and also can talk a little bit more in depth about things that I can't on the um, open um, social media space. And yeah, and that's that's where I'm in. Um, on the website, uh, there's different ways to work with me. I, I work with um, 
I have two programs called The Unbridled Woman. Uh, and the next one is Made into Mother, where I work with women um, in conscious fertility or conscious conception through their pregnancy and um, their birth. So, um, yeah, just check those out and, um, and reach out. I love that name, The Unbridled Woman. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Do you have any last last words of wisdom that you would want to say? Hmm. Words of wisdom. I just want to remind, especially women, that that pleasure is our birthright, that we are here to live in the full expression of ourselves in all the beauty that there is because we're each are individually beautiful beings here for a purpose. And when we can express ourselves fully, that's how we make a giant positive impact in the world. Ah, thank you, Deanne, so much for being a guest. I really appreciate it. Thank you, Cindy. This is so much fun. Thank you so much. All right, dear friends, I have some exciting news. I have partnered with doTERRA Essential Oils. Just one of the many reasons I'm so excited is because it's in total alignment with the podcast and the topics that I am passionate about. Self-care, stress management, hormones, resiliency, grief, and our emotional health. All topics that encompass the human experience. And I love, love their uncompromising commitment to purity and being a company with a conscience. I truly feel this is a beautiful fit with my mission to serve and support women in every season of their life, beginnings, endings, and the messy bits in between. I'm also doing this for my overall well-being and want to share my journey with you as I rediscover the benefits of essential oils. Contact me to get started on your journey. My email is Cindy at CynthiaMacMillan.com. Until next time, live inspired.